because his theory is so right where we are implicated in the game it's the blob using the boy and us right mm -hmm. what the secret ending says is that we can override the the impulse of the blob right you know the, the blob can control the boy but the blob can't control us so the secret ending allows us to say i don't want the blob to win and i don't want the company to win so i'm gonna shut the whole thing down mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so you're gonna I, snake plisken it you're gonna I, turn off the world yeah it, um you know so so i think i think that actually fills out his whole his whole theory well the problem i have and this is my problem with the universal praise of the game not the universal praise of the game with what i feel like is the hyperbolic praise of the game is and and the reason why i don't really feel like waiting is going to help to talk about it is because i don't think there will ever be a comprehensive explanation within the next year or two years the it's just it's too ambiguous it's too obtuse and i i can get on board with the general idea that and this is this is something that i took away from the my very first playthrough of the game the game even though it's called inside to me the game is more about control we're controlling the player the 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 we're controlling the boy the blob is controlling the boy somehow something is controlling the blob or some things we're trying to control the blob the boy is controlling the zombies the parasites are controlling the pigs uh the people are controlling the zombies you you know what i mean mm. like the whole thing is centered around control that's the that's to me seems to be the theme of the game the problem i have with the ending and this is this is something that uh, i've seen picked up some places but like the video i sent you this guy didn't pick up on it at all for whatever reason so the last hour of the or the last 30 minutes of the game you're controlling this blob and the general consensus seems to be that this blob that, that the boy was purposefully running towards the blob the entire time right mm -hmm. uh and so he gets sucked in and then you start controlling the blob and then the and then it gets a little unclear as to what the purpose is is the blob trying to escape are the people in the lab helping the blob escape or are they purposefully leading it to a trap right and it appears the first, my first reaction would be they're leading it to a trap. It gets stuck in the, the water silo. It gets stuck in the silo full of water. And then it appears that it breaks out of the silo, rolls down the hill, and escapes until eventually it just gets beached, basically, right? And which would, I imagine, is escape. But if you look... At the, at the, at the, when you're playing as the blob, there's a part where you fall down a level. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And that first thing you appear in, that conference room or whatever, is a diorama 
of that exact scene on the beach. It's the giant hill, the trees, the beach. There's even a spotlight shining on the exact spot that you stop at when you get mm-hmm. onto the beach. And also, when you break through the wall to start rolling down the beach, you're breaking through like a couple pieces of wood, right? You're not breaking through a wall that would lead to the outside. You're breaking through what appears to be like a... Well, the wood and then the wall. No, there's a wall that you break through and then you start tumbling down. It just is like a couple pieces of wood that you smash through. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's basically looks like a set that you're breaking through, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, why are you... Why this elaborate setup just to get you onto this beach, which is also a setup? It just... I mean, I, I think the themes are interesting. I think the gameplay itself is 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 perfect is is great outside of a couple of hiccups that I had. I thought it was perfect. Like the first 15 minutes of that game, I I want I still want to play through. I've Mm -hmm. played it five or six times. I still want to go back and just play that first 15 minutes again. Absolutely. The last 30 minutes when you're the blob is amazing. Mm -hmm. And everything from sound design, the sound design, all of it to actually playing it. And to the, to the, uh, and I imagine that first moment when that happens and that feeling I, th- I got of like, what is going on? I imagine that feeling and that moment sticking with me for a long time, right? Just that experience of, ex- of experiencing something. I've been playing games for 25 years and to have to experience something completely new after 25 years, I imagine that will stick with me. That, and that's great. But the, pro- the biggest problem I have is that I, I just don't know what the takeaway from the game is. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, but I, I think that you hit it with control, number one. And I don't see how the blob thinking they escaped only to find out they didn't. They just fell into another tableau mm-hmm. that is created by the people who made it. Um, how that doesn't still fit with the idea. It actually makes it all more troubling when you think that even the scientists on the ground don't fully understand the 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 issues of control and how high it goes mm-hmm. that they because some of them are killed by the blob and well i think only one of them is killed by the blob well the, you have like the, the what some people have been calling like the ceo right but there there's a scene in the cafeteria where at you know somebody's not moving <laughs> let's just say that they yeah they're either knocked unconscious or, but they very well could, could have died. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have this, um, they, they're still interested in the blob. You have some people in the back, in the background, always watching the blob, even when it escaped, you know? So I think that there's a sense of control still being exerted over it or feeling that they can get it in, in under control. And I think that there are levels of knowledge in that company. And I think, yeah, at the high up, that they probably do have a a, a larger vision mm-hmm. um, in play. What I found interesting was I th- there are certain games and movies and books that you are scared to overanalyze. Um, points where you start questioning the 
the details in a way where you feel like, okay, this is no longer constructive. You know, I've transcended, you know, what, what matters and I'm now off on my own place. Yeah. I don't think inside can be overanalyzed. So one thing that I started thinking about was how do you explain all the conveniences of the boy's journey? So there are random two by fours placed linking, you know, rooftops Mm -hmm. and windows and boxes placed where the boy would need them. Not, you know, like the first box you encounter, you just have to take that down a hill to fill in a gap. What's the box doing up on the, on top of the hill, you know? Um, and, and the, the conveniences go even deeper as you get further into the factory, mm-hmm. um, including all the areas that seem to be um, distressed to allow for somebody to move through it. You know, the perfect spot on the side of this metal container is, you know, broken a little bit so that you can go through and continue on this path. Um, I got the sense that that could have been the design of the blob. So the blob controls the zombies. Mm -hmm. And so the blob theoretically could have placed the zombies where they are to help the boy. And through trial and error where the zombies probably got caught and taken back, helped place all the things that the boy would need to get into the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and only when everything was set up, did the blob then call the boy to itself. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it used the boy to set up some of that stuff. Um, and now we're seeing like the final run through. Uh, or it could be the design of the company, you know, that they, wanted to help the boy get to the blob so that they could carry out their final dastardly Which is what? Just get it trapped again? Yeah, which is to, you know, that that to me then takes me to to one of the final questions that I have, which is what is special about the boy? You know? I don't think anything's special about the boy. Well, he's distinguished by... A red shirt, mm-hmm. and we see red at various other points in the journey that usually usually signifies something of import or something of you know to take notice of. Mm-hmm. You have the boy who is drowned and then given the ability to breathe underwater, and he seems to be able to exert control over the zombies. After that point, right, without After, using one of the helmets. Right, or, or that maybe it got attached to him or something mm-hmm. um, in the water. That the same thing that can help him breathe also may help him communicate with the zombies. But I think that there is something that sets him apart from the other zombies. That there is consciousness or just... Um, I'm, I'm, it's late, so I'm losing the word for another word for consciousness. Mm-hmm. But use thesars.com and you know all those <laughs> words. Uh-huh. They're linked to our motivation, our 
drive our spirit, our consciousness, a soul, maybe, that all these other zombies were factory produced or had something taken from them that they that they needed. Maybe this boy represents uh, a an organic being, right? Some a, a boy born of parents mm-hmm. that can then add this missing element because the blob needs him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even when he's pulling off the uh, the mind control devices, it's trying to pull him, but it's not able to. And then finally, with the last one, is able to get it, get him. And then after that, the blob takes on much more seeming uh, control of itself. Mm-hmm. Because if if we believe that the blob called the boy, the blob has been around for a while. And the scientists have been working with the blob. So, And the blob has never done this. So I, I think the blob needs, needs him. Well, the, well, the idea that... My basic understanding of the story is this. This is the basic framework I have. There's some sort of evil, evil corporation, evil over overseers, whatever, that have created these labs, right? So the, the areas that you go into once you get inside the facility are numbered. One, two, three. Four. One, two, three, four. I think the first one you see is two, which is the underwater part. And then three is the maybe zombies part the water on the ceiling right and then four is the end Mm -hmm. with the blob so my understanding is that there's this basic evil corporation for lack of a better word they've been creating these experiments which is what the blob is human experiments whatever which is working mind control so that's what the worms are too which is what right exactly so they're yeah they're working with some sort of Control, which is what the is going on with the dogs, which is what is going on with the parasites and the pigs, which is what's going on with the zombies. They've created this mutant blob. They are probably um, responsible for the underwater girl, whatever that is. If mm-hmm. there's just one, is, uh, did you get the feeling that there's just one or there was more than one? I got the feeling of multiple. That's what I got too, but I'm but I'm also kind of thinking there's only one. I'm not sure. Right. Like so so on either one, let's say there's multiple that you could have the sense that some are trying to hurt him mm-hmm. and at least one is trying to help him. Yeah. Ac- accomplish this final goal. So the other so the other labs, the number the one, two, and three have been destroyed by their previous creations. You you destroy the fourth one more or less with the with the blob, and basically they're creating these experiments and they can't control them and and the blob is controlling the boy all the stuff we just talked about that's the basic understanding I have that I feel like explains most of the stuff. Um, it 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 would make sense if the blob has done it before because that would explain why they are actively looking for this boy running through the woods at the beginning or purposefully like killing him as soon as they see him. Right. Not like putting him back in line with the other zombies. Does it matter that at the beginning they use a tranquilizer? No, because they also drowned him and uh, let the dog snap his neck. So I would imagine, I mean, it, it, 
it would be an anomaly amongst all the other ways the boy dies. Mm-hmm. But that's my my basic understanding. But t- to me, it still doesn't explain the elaborate uh, diorama at the end of the game. Like, if the whole point is to just trap this thing, then don't make the silo so it can rip it apart and get out. Right. And I mean, I understand. And and I think the counter argument to that is with the beach, you've lulled it into a sense of complacency, right? Maybe the blob is thinking I'm free when in reality it's not. I've made it. Maybe that's the explanation, Mm -hmm. but it still is a little, little bit of a gray area for Mm -hmm. me as well as who are the swimming girls? What's the, sound wave or the shock wave thing that explodes you there's just a lot of unanswerables that in limbo it made sense it kind of in that world it kind of just made sense in that storyline the story of a boy getting to a, a girl in this sort of dream slash nightmare world purgatory whatever it may be and in this it it just feels a little too obtuse for me. It starts to feel a little too arbitrary. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. And again, we, we kind of talked about this too. When we first started playing, I, I give credit to the designers and developers in that they have thought through this story. Now that's not based off of anything, but trust Mm -hmm. that limbo had concrete answers. Limbo developed. De- um, it delivered an ending that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that represented a full emotional arc. And this one, I think, I don't see them in the six years that it took to develop this, that they just said, screw the ending. Or, you know, sure. like, oh, crap. It doesn't fully add up. Who cares? Um, Now, I don't know what's, you know, why I've always felt interesting is what, how games can build out their, their worlds now. I'm not saying that there will be downloadable content for inside, Mm -hmm. but that there are opportunities to tell stories that go beyond the initial game. I don't know if they have any designs to do it. It doesn't fit what they've done with, um, Limbo. Which that's the only other game they've made is Limbo. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't seem to fit, but I trust that things were, are in the game that people haven't picked up on that will help explain. And that there is an explanation that can be reached beyond that. If there isn't, then I would be interested in you know, if this is all that we see from inside, you know, if there is not some other additional piece of information given in some other way, you know, mm-hmm. um, again, not saying downloadable content, but you know, it, it's, it's interesting that we live in a time where, where games have lifespans beyond their initial development. Yeah. Um, and this seems to, um, offer the promise of a, of a world beyond what we've encountered mm-hmm. in the game. And I'd be open 
to exploring that a little more. So I'm going to definitely play through it again. My wife has shown some interest in replaying. Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely going to probably watch her. I have a few playthroughs that I want to watch from people that I yeah. follow or I've heard play through it on Twitch. Um, that I'm going to go back and watch. And this game, if it did not give me all the answers, it got me to a point where I'm interested and intrigued in replaying and rewatching. Yeah. And also have watching other people experience the game that there are four moments in any playthrough where I'm putting everything down and paying attention to how the person is re reacting and responding mm -hmm. to it. Um, which I think is, you know, the sign of a amazing game Yeah, in, in terms of design development. But I, I don't see, I don't see the, the questions that you've raised or that that guy raised in his video explanation that we're kind of going off of. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything that you've raised that contradicts, uh, that interpretation um, or, or my interpretation. Um, I just see elements that we have more questions about, but you know, was the water creature or creatures where they failed experiments or were they successful? Well, the guy in the YouTube video sees the ending as an escape, right? Yeah. And that's just, I don't think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even that, that's, that's kind of twisting. That's like, he he then sees the tableau, sees that at some level of this company that they have designed for this, mm -hmm. that this is something they've developed. And you go back to Portal, you know? So Portal, how much of that is within a larger system? Mm -hmm. And how much of that is about you escaping? And I guess I'm more referencing the short film by Dan Trachtenberg <laughs> than, than the game. Uh -huh. but, but there is that idea that that's brought up too, where, yeah, it doesn't, it, it wouldn't shock me if like the, all of that that we see is again underneath a much larger, we are all in a dome mm -hmm. that's all controlled by another institution observing this, this one mm -hmm. that we are just in levels and levels of observation. Um, and to me that, that does say something profound about our reality and our version and ideas of reality, you know? Um, nothing concrete, but raises the idea. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that, that, that's just an, another twist, but it's carrying through that idea to, to a deeper level. But I think that guy's on the right track, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, none of your, yeah, none of your questions I see as contradictions. No. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm just a little frustrated at the ambiguity, right? I, I, to me, Limbo was a game that I felt satisfied by the end of it. And then two years later or whatever, all of a sudden it's like, read this fan theory. Right, watch about, this. Read this crazy fan theory about Limbo. And it's like, wow, that totally makes sense. And I didn't really pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this game, it feels like I get to the end of it and I'm just kind of like, Okay, now I have to wait two years for someone to explain that to me. <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel sad. Yes, I do want to know more about it. And, and that is a, uh, I think that that is a, a positive thing about a game that it can encourage that sort of feeling. But it's still somewhat frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. And it's also frustrating 
to have everyone be like, this is a masterpiece. Uh, this game, because I want to be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm on board. I, I, I can get on board with this being a masterpiece. Please tell me what it's about. Yeah. Please tell me the message that this is delivering that makes you think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I, I loved, and, and this is something that, that does bother me a little bit. When you get to, and this is part of defining the role of a critic, I think we've transcended, especially in the era of YouTube and podcasting, where anyone can get, get on and say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've, we've transcended the, the critic as taste definer mm-hmm. and maker because I can just go find the stuff that I like. Right. I don't need somebody curating it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what I look for now is a critic who is actually putting an interpretation on something. Right. I too feel very um, unfulfilled when I read a review or listen to a podcast with professional critics or talking about mainly a movie that has an ambiguous ending and they're like, oh, I loved it. And then they talk about it for an hour and literally what they say is, it was incredible, it was amazing and it, it you know, blew my mind out and mm. and I just walked out stunned and you're like okay now what, what does it mean give me a coherent kind of interpretation right but they're not interested in that they they are still just saying like hey here's my my experience you know mm-hmm. and I found it interesting that I watched the playthrough of somebody who is a a, a game writer like professionally, mm-hmm. they got to the end and they literally finish inside and they go, wow, well, there, there you go. Uh, everyone, start sending me your theories on what I just played. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be back on and I'll be interested in your all theories of you know, what I just played. Mm. I was like, wait, shouldn't this guy immediately be like, all right, let me see what, what I can write about this. Or sure. The, you know, he just immediately turned it over to everyone. Was like, hey. mm-hmm. And then even in his playthrough, he was like, hey, guys, I'm stuck. You know? Mm-hmm. I was just like, um, so what's your, what's your function? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's your, it's, and he didn't see his function at all as yeah. like needing to interpret. It's just right. like, hey, some fan or whatever will do that. Or maybe they've done more work than I ever will. Because now it is open. Mm-hmm. Right to to anyone to to pick apart, mm-hmm. you know. Usually, the people with these unifying fan theories are exactly that. They're fans. The people who found out that PT could actually reference these like obscure '60s, you know, psychedelic experiments on soldiers. Yeah, probably wasn't somebody who had a professional job writing about games. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But yeah. but I do want in our modern landscape. I do want like. Give me a theory. Don't just stop. And I've listened to some spoiler podcasts and people are like, they get to the end. They just, mm-hmm. they just throw their hands up in the air or whatever. Um, or they leave it open. And uh, no, I'm, I'm interested in, yeah, like interpret the experience. But people aren't 
they don't see that as their as their position. So I think I I join you in feeling frustrated, but I don't think that that impacts the game as a quote unquote masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more about the people who just don't see it as their job to interpret, mm-hmm. just to play and then share their experience. Um, but yeah, I I would be much more interested in me trying to put together my fan theory and then coming and talking about all the details from, you know, the very first moment to the very end and the secret ending and questioning. And I think, again, I think the game allows questioning, like why is it so easy for me to navigate this section of the, of the game? Why is that door there? Mm -hmm. Why is the blast door there? Why did somebody put a, a huge box in my way that I can push only to a point and then it gets blasted. Mm-hmm. Like, is that just, that's game design. Well, I mean, to me, that's as arbitrary as, you know, questioning the meaning of the game. No, see, I don't think it's because arbitrary though. It's a, but I mean, it's a game. I mean, you just, you have to, you can't just start at the left and run to the right and get to the blob. There has to be stuff in the middle to obscure your path. Mm-hmm. But and that to me, what I, what I mean by arbitrary is like, is like you can only explain that stuff so much. But you, you can, I think, in games like this, the design represents choice that can impact interpretation. So they didn't make an open world game. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they make an open world game? Well, because they don't have the time and the money and the people to do an open world game. But also, they're making a game about a boy who's on a journey that's not his own. He is being controlled by a blob. He's also being controlled by a player. So, therefore, they're like, we can make a side-scroller, you know? Because it fits the interpretation of the game and the world. Now, again... I think that some games you could say like, why they do a side scroller? It's like, because that's a genre. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like, don't question it. You know, um, Raymond legends. I don't think is carefully thought through in terms of the levels other than can a person get through this level in an interesting, fun way, mm-hmm. but limbo and um, inside because it fits the overall interpretation which addresses control and addresses the control of the player and who is exerting control over the over the player i think it does bring those things into into question and i think the game welcomes those i think the game can stand up to those those questions um again i could be barking up a wrong tree mm-hmm. and i'm i'm totally fine with that but i think that's part of the fun of this is that they've shown the care and concern on so many different layers of this Mm -hmm. that I feel like I can go back and say, why was that two by four placed there? Who places a two by four connecting these two roofs, you know, on this larger journey? Who is, who is designing this journey for this boy? Mm -hmm. And I think that it could be the zombies. It could be the blob. It could be the Institute and all of that can infect interpretation. So I don't think it's arbitrary until it does prove to be arbitrary. Right. <laughs> but that's something that I'm devoted to. Uh, sure. 
to, and to me, you can you can just file that stuff under the same thing as like, why doesn't he just step to the left to avoid being run over by a barrel? He does when you try and drop the uh, those things that you crank and they shoot up into the air. Mm-hmm. He he steps to the side to avoid that. Sure, but the giant rolling barrels he gets flattened by. Yeah, well, I mean, just step to the side. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could kind of say, uh I can throw out an explanation, but it's going to sound way too <laughs> right. like, like like I'm excusing something. It's right. going to make your point. Right, exactly. But 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 there is a potential interpretation. <laughs> okay. All right, I have a couple of practical questions. Uh what was your first death? My first death honestly, mm-hmm. I bel- yes, was when I'm being chased by the guy with the flashlight mm-hmm. and there's the RV. You have to stop at the van. And I have to stop at the van. Mm-hmm. And I, I just kept running and I tried to jump on the RV and in it until I realized you just have to wait. Yeah, that was my first death too. And it's representative of a very minor issue that I have with this game. And I guess you could probably say Limbo as well. Although this game to a much lesser extent, because I remember getting stuck on things. I remember very clearly getting stuck at a specific part at Limbo. And it was, I want to say it was a jump you had to make. Uh And as you jumped, you also had to hit a switch. Something along those lines. And I was probably at this part for 20 plus minutes, just trying this jump over and over and over. Until I realized, oh, I, I, I may have even pressed the button by accident, but there is a switch right there. Like, I didn't even see it, right? <laughs> it just was like, mm-hmm. you just don't even. It's just there. Yeah. It's just there. And there are parts of this game that felt a little um, Dragon's Lairy to me. You know what I mean? Or, do you remember Dragon's Lair? It's like you 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 play the that bumbling the Don Bluth game where you play the knight, and it's just you go in scene by scene, and you can either press left, up, right, and down, and you have to press it at the right time, or you die. Yes, that's what that's what parts of this felt like to me, where you you get to a, and part of part of the reason why those first fifteen minutes are so great is because they're full of action, mm-hmm. right? But it's so fluid mm-hmm. that you really feel like you're learning something and you really feel tense and you really feel like you're uh, just in the moment until you get to the van and it's like, oh, well, I had no idea I was supposed to stop at this van because I'm being chased by one guy with a light and there's another guy right here with a light. Mm-hmm. So it's like up until this point, I've been taught if I stop, even for a second, this guy is going to tackle me. Mm-hmm. But if I go forward, this other guy is going to see me with the So that was... And there are other moments like that where, like specifically with the girl, there's puzzles puzzles at the end where you have to swim away from the Mm -hmm, girl. mm -hmm. And it's like, if you hesitate for even Mm a millisecond, you are dead. Mm -hmm. And and that whole sequence with the girl was like, okay, jump in the water. All right, I see where I have to go. Now I'm dead because I wasn't swimming straight towards towards that part. Mm -hmm. Okay, do that. Jump in the water again. See where I have to go, die, do it over again. I, I will defend those segments though to mm-hmm. the to the 
death. I mean, they're 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 fun and they're great, but the arbit the the arbitrariness of have of just having to do it and die in order to know how to do it, it gets tedious. <sighs> See, I but with those, I, I I'll, I'll say or I'll, I'll try and explain why I feel like that specific example doesn't doesn't work. It's because the feeling you get when you do pull that off and the Wraith, Wraith, whatever she is, Mm -hmm. is right at your heels is so exhilarating. But you don't get that feeling until after you've died for the first time. Um, Well, I mean, I would say, and, and this has nothing to do with like, look at me. I didn't struggle as, as hard with those. I think I intuited kind of where I need to be with the chains and then where I need to be swimming for the platforms. Um, I died a few times, but it, it never felt um, burdensome. Mm-hmm. And the feeling that I got from wherever it was hitting the button, swimming up and with there being right there then running yeah. all the way to the left and then waiting for her, like how far can I lure her? you know, and then jumping out of the pool or jumping out of the water then coming back and having her be right there every single time. Yeah. That meant that they had to be, they, they, they had to be brutal with the timing because that was so paced, that, that, that was paced so perfectly that, you know, they, they, they couldn't give you any seconds to, to look or be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It just is it, it's a, it just is a little frustrating to me. And I think the better example is the dogs, but but, yeah. but with yeah, the girl, y- you jump in, okay, I, I die. Uh, okay, now I know what this section is about. So, you go underwater, you s- swim to the platform, you jump in, you know the girl's going to chase you, you swim back up to the platform, you jump in, you swim back up to the platform, you jump down to the button press the button the girl gets you okay i have to move the chain back mm-hmm. move the chain back jump in go to the button oh the girl gets me cuz i didn't my angle to the button was slightly <laughs> off right and and there's a couple sections like and the better example like i said is the dogs you jump the fence you pull the board come around. you run back to the fence mm-hmm. wait for them to come around you jump the fence you pull the board you come back to the fence, wait from the current. You jump the fence, you pull the board. I did that section. There's only one other puzzle that was more frustrating to me than that, and it also involved dogs. I did that section probably five or six times because I did it once, and I tried to pull two boards. I died. Okay, I do. I pull the one board. I jump the fence. I pull the second board. I try to go in. Can't go in yet. I'm dead <laughs> because I don't have enough time. Okay. Jump back over. Pull the board. I, I maybe tried to do... I, I can't remember. I died a bunch of times. And it was just was like... It was just like... After I did it the one time, I, I got it. I get the message. I get the feeling. Making Not me do execution. it three times, it just gets tedious. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, I didn't... The, what you have... In that trade-off, though, are the tense moments of narrow escape that they've designed to be thrilling when you do. It might be tough to figure it out, but when you figure it out and if you go back and you play it seamlessly. Sure. 
it's thrill it's utterly thrilling and you wouldn't have that same thrill had they given you a buffer of you know ooh we hope the person takes 3 seconds to explore so they can have a really close escape moving forward right. no they're like every escape in this is going to be narrow you're going to have to be on top of it in terms of your direction to buttons your angle through doors your angle up after doors right you're going to have to now again i never felt overburdened by it i i I don't know if I just intuited kind of where, or I lucked out. That could have been it, you know, in how things worked out. So I I understand if it felt burdensome to you, but I would say if you went back and replayed those now, knowing how they are, the the jumping fence one is a little annoying because you have to do the same thing three times. But the, the girl in the water and some of the other dog escapes are utterly thrilling when, when pulled off. And I wouldn't, I don't see the downside being worth the trade-off of them sacrificing the narrow escape sure. to give you more time. To yeah, it. and I'll say these are very minor things I'm bringing up. They're just little frustrations that I experienced along the way. Then why are you yelling? Because you're yelling. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yelling. You're we're, yelling. We're not ye- yelling, to be clear. Yeah. So that's they're just minor uh, frustrations that I experienced along the way. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but I bring that up specifically because I want to talk about the 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 one dog puzzle that made me actually angry with the game. And I, I also want to say I started playing this game at two o'clock in the morning and I played through it until mm-hmm. five thirty or six o'clock in the morning and I did not go to sleep. So that's part of it too. Like by the end of the game, I was not only playing this completely bizarre blob smash him up. I would have been too I was delirious. Out. Yes. And I was like, you... as I was playing it, I was thinking to myself, I'm in a few hours not going mm. to believe that this actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think this, this was all some sort of weird dream I had while trying to stay awake all night. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the last question I had Last practical gameplay question I had is what was the most frustrating, hardest puzzle for you? Um, the, the, I like, I unlike you, which look, I don't think that we can overstate how much the way that you experienced the game may have impacted your, well, and I'll say this. I think we both had a similar experience in that. I don't think either of us got really stuck anywhere. Yeah. There isn't any puzzle that I took more than two or three attempts at before I realized what I had to do when I did it. The the one it in this one again, going back to what you said, it's not that I got stuck, it's that I found annoying. Yeah. It's getting the nineteen zombies yeah. to stand on the plate. Yeah. And knowing that there were three levels that I was gonna mm-hmm. have to like go down to the left. And then maybe go to the right and get one, then go back over to the left to do that, then go up to the top floor. That those kind of fetch quests do not interest me because I'm exploring the same area for what fifteen minutes at yeah. minimum. Yeah, I just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. In terms of a puzzle, it was probably the uh, one where you are in the water on the ceiling. And there are mm-hmm. people down below you and there's the, you have to wait for them to go in 
there's a lever, but there's also like, there's that room, there's the staircase, and then the other you know, room with the button mm-hmm. that you can't reach. And that You to have me, to bring a box in? No, you, you have to pull the lever. It moves the water up. All the husks, you know, fall down. Uh-huh. The, 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 the zombie people, they stand up. Then you lower the water again. You go over to the stairs. You have them throw you up into the water. You swim over. You fall down. You hit the button on your way down. The zombies catch you. And you I go don't into even the next, remember yeah, that puzzle. You, you, you go into the next level. That's where my brain shut off. Uh-huh. I, I started at like 10 or 11. Yeah. And I got to like 1230. And at that, my brain was like, nope. And the other problem too that I had, which I find frustrating. And Inside didn't do this, but it trains you to, to play games in this way. Some games say, turn the contrast down so you can barely see Mm-hmm. This logo. Mm-hmm. I take them as ever since I was a kid, I take mm-hmm. them at their word. And I go down to the point where I'm like, I can barely see that logo. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that is way too low to set your contrast because <laughs> I couldn't see that lever on the wall. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't. It, the next day I came in and I only found it by pushing X frustratingly over mm-hmm. near the wall and it grabbed something. I was like, oh, there's a lever there. Mm-hmm. So I need to mess with my contrast features when I have at least play through it. Sure. Because there, there are certain things I couldn't see. So that yeah. added. But those two, the, the zombie fetch and that complex rising, you know, raising the, the, the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you? For me, it was, and I want to clarify that I'm not saying that we were able to complete these puzzles with relative ease because we're so smart. I'm yeah. saying it because it's such a well-designed game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. I don't think the point is to have you ever get yeah, hung up. Stuck. The yeah. point is to make you feel like you're doing this stuff intuitively. And, and to, and to experience the story, right? Like it, the, the story would be impacted. If every new room you were stuck for an hour, yeah. Only to go into the next, you, you wouldn't be able to. And, and they created it. Like you said in the beginning, reason why we love the first 15 minutes because it's seamless right. you experience it as one long experience you know stretch but the game keeps going there's no load screen right but anyway go on for me it was actually one of the secret rooms so there's a moment i want to say it's either right before or during the that puzzle with the 20 zombies mm-hmm. which by the way i did that whole thing I got all 20 of my zombies. I got to the thing. I knew I had all 20 of my zombies. I got to the pressure plate and then it was like, you're missing three or whatever. And I was like, what? I know I've got all of them. So I get on the elevator. I go back down and sure enough, they're just like three that had been trapped at the bottom. Like they just <laughs> they didn't, didn't get, get on, on the, the elevator, elevator on time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, you go underground and then you get into like a cave. Mm-hmm. And at the entrance of the cave is a torch mm-hmm. and you pick up a torch, which you use in no other part of the game. Mm-hmm. You walk, you can hear dogs. You're walking down the cave with this torch. A dog starts to approach you, but it's afraid of the torch, right? So you're walking forward with the torch. It's afraid of the torch. No problems. Dog shows up behind you. Okay. Now you're switching back and forth to keep the dogs from attacking you. 
because if the torch's not directly in front of them, it will attack you from behind. Mm-hmm. Two more dogs show up, one in the front, one in the back. So you're constantly walking down this cave while switching back and forth to keep the dogs from attacking you. And then you just walk up on one of these orbs. An orb that you're supposed to stop, grab a hold of, and then wrench open. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, all right, there's no possible way for me to open this thing and not have these dogs attack me. As soon as I grab this thing, they're just going to pounce on me, right? At least the dogs from behind that the torch is not facing. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I have to get enough distance between, like, because I can <laughs> run them away right. with the torch, but they always come back. So, th- so I start, like, sprint. Anyways, I, I try multiple different things. This takes me probably 15 or 20 tries, and I'm so angry at this point. You can lift the torch up. You can press it to the ground. As I get closer to the orb, I'm starting to see what I think is like um, spindly Debris. trails on the ground, and uh-huh. I'm thinking like maybe that's gas or something that I can light on fire with the torch that will sort of light up the place and keep the dogs away. That doesn't do anything. I, I die probably 15 or 20 times in this part alone. I'm so angry. And all you have to do is walk up to the thing and pull, pull it open orb. and the dogs run away. I was so angry. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And mm. it just was like, why are you giving, how, why, all the, why are you giving me this torch that I've never used before? Why can I raise it to the ceiling? Why can I lower it to the ground? Why can I do all these things that are completely useless when all I have to do is just hold on to the torch, keep the dogs b- behind me oh, back a far enough distance, and then grab hold of the thing and open it up and then run away. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, it made me angry. It made me really angry. Yeah, I hope one of the designers speaks English and listens to this <laughs> because I I wonder if that was their intent right. to just hear somebody say, I was going to throw my controller and then I walk up and just pull it. Yeah. He was like, sure. yep, that's that was my joke. Yeah. I I am really looking forward to the fan theories. I'm I'm looking forward to playing through it again and and really putting kind of walking through my interpretation like from the ground up like yeah. again certain games you're interested in well what did this ending mean and what did this character mean um and some games you're like why did they put that one thing there mm-hmm. and that haunts you yeah and this is one of those latter games i think it welcomes obsession i think it welcomes an obsessive eye and an obsessive mind to question the basic details of their gameplay choices. I think that's what the six years were for mm-hmm. as well, not just polishing the game. Sure. Um, again, I am totally fine. I am totally fine with being wrong about this because mm-hmm. I enjoy the game. Yeah. You know, but I do think that you are, that it's worth, questioning every pixel of sure. this game um and 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 asking questions about why mm-hmm. they put certain things in there or even why certain things sound the way they do 
Um, oh yeah, the chickens, right? The chi- yeah, they, they exactly. sound robotic to me. They yeah. don't sound like real chickens. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like you could be sitting there, and some people in playthroughs, you're like, "Oh, that's cute," or whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, just what could it mean, right? Put put mm-hmm. that in there. What what could it mean? And then you know, here's another crazy theory, right? Um, the worm made the the pig angry. Mm-hmm. When you remove the worm, it makes the pig docile. Mm-hmm. So, was the worm a failed experiment because early on, because it made things too hostile? Mm-hmm. So the zombies are not hostile. So therefore, the worm has either been improved or the worm has been abandoned, mm-hmm. and that could speak to, <clears throat> you know. The development of the blob could be from one to five. The blob could be its own separate experiment. Mm-hmm. At the fourth experiment. Right. Well, here's you know? here's the thing about the, the blob. The blob is not the f- only the fourth experiment because, or at least my understanding is because when you go into that bunker in the, in the uh, field mm-hmm. where the alternate mm-hmm. ending is at, there's also a, a picture of the blob, right? Right. There's a picture of the blob and there's, so there's a bunch of photos being developed. One is already developed and it's a picture of the blob. If you stand in there long enough, a second picture develops and I couldn't quite make it out, but it looked like it was a picture of the cage. That's, um, it, it's, it's a part that's not too far after that, but it's where the lights go back and forth mm-hmm. and you have to jump from one roof i think it is onto the cage and then onto another roof yeah where, where the and zombies I are i think it was a picture of that cage but mm. i can't really remember yeah and so i think i think that those things are going to be be coming out sure um but you know like so the worms you know what what, what are why would they make the pig aggressive yeah. was the worm then abandoned what destruction could be attributed to you know these worm controlled zombies or pigs or mm-hmm. you know were, were the pigs just put down is that why they're all dead <laughs> but why they're basically genocided yeah yeah are they just yeah. genocided by the institute and that makes you think that then even when you're outside at the beginning you're still within institute controlled territory you know yeah that's where the dead pigs are so uh really again you know i'm fine with the word masterpiece i'm fine with these questions because i don't see them as being contradictions Mm -hmm. and i think that they are thought out and i can't wait for somebody to figure out the next piece and be like if you stand in this room i i can't wait for somebody to run through this whole game from start to finish not just do the last piece but like reset the game by doing all the hidden stuff and then do a flawless run without dying. Mm-hmm. I think if there's anything that could be triggered that maybe we haven't seen yet, it could be triggered by a flawless run because then you imagine what would, what would the blob do if the boy had never been caught, captured or killed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. seems like maybe that could trigger, I don't know, something. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Justin, final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I like the game a lot. Uh, 
you, like I said, anything that I'm bringing up is just a sort of minor, was a minor frustration I experienced while playing it. But like I said, the first 15, 20 minutes all the way up into the f- field are just mm-hmm. awesome. Like s- some of the best experience I've, I've had yeah. playing a game. It's, it's almost too awesome. Yeah. Honestly, it almost made me feel like when you're in buildings and underwater and all that so much, it just made me think like, man, I just want to be outside again, like yeah. running yeah. through a swamp. Yep. You know, um, one, one last thought, $20. Yeah, fair, that, fair, that's an interesting question. Yeah, fair price. Because when I was talking to uh, my friend Dan that I played Destiny with, I said, I said, and I, I think it, you know, it, money is always, it just depends on who you're it's talking relative. to. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just always relative. And I said, you know, it's $20 for three hours of a game. And for somebody like me or you, I think when you get this type of experience from the game, it's more than worth it, right? But I could imagine uh, another one of my friends buying the game for $20 on my recommendation, playing it for the three or four hours and beating it and just be like, that was not worth $20. Mm-hmm. Like, why did I pay $20 for that? Like, I shouldn't even paid $5 for that. I just ran from one side to the next and then it was over. So it, it, it just... That's life, buddy. It just, yeah, it just depends on what you're looking for, I guess. For me, it was well worth it. Yeah, me too. And I've put way more than four hours into it. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've played it. I've played it through once. I've played all of the sections again at least one more time after that. Participating in discussions. Right. Watching other people play through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worth it. Well, I, yeah, I just, I don't see how somebody doesn't fall the first time into the water and not yeah. see that animation go, yeah, there's my $20. <laughs> you know, that's, that's worth it. Yeah.